Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, we just wanted to pop in before we start today's episode um, just to let you guys know that this is an episode that we recorded pre-lockdown, pre-COVID-19. We recorded it back in February, but we did feel like it was a good episode um, to drop today regardless, but we felt like we needed to let you know that it is not an episode we've recorded with any of that in mind. Hi, welcome to The Art of Decluttering. I'm Kirsty Ferugia. I'm Amy Ravel. And this week we are getting our Elsa on. Sing it for me, baby. Let it go, let it go. I can't sing. Had I'm a good gonna... little vibrato there, though. Can't hold it back anymore. Oh, I wish we were recording the video of this. We just got like full <laughs> musical theatre out of Kirst. Let it go. <laughs> I don't have children that have watched Frozen a lot. Like, I think maybe we saw it at the movies when it first came out, mm. and I don't think I've ever seen it since. Whereas I imagine can't... a lot of parents have would be happy to. Let, let it go. It go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the reason why we're talking about let it go is because Owen Gray, our friend and often requester, he is always coming up with ideas for us and we're very thankful. He asked us to talk about the concept of letting things go and um, how to how that works in the internal space. Um, and yeah, so we thought I'm often saying let it go. I'm also often telling people to get their Elsa on. So we thought, great, let's chat about this. Let's go a bit deeper. Mm. Everybody lets go of things differently, Kirst. Yes, um, they do. I'm fairly non-sentimental, as everybody knows. I'm going to tell you about a story of the very first time I helped someone move house and how I let it go in all the wrong ways. <laughs> Please do. My friend, um, we were probably, I'm going to guess maybe 20, 21, so young, and she was moving house. And at that stage, you know, when you move house, all your friends come over because it's like the most exciting thing ever because you've never done it before. And she had this doll that she'd been given when she lived in England and it was like a tall doll but with a plastic case around it, like a cylinder. Yes. Um, but the doll had melted a little bit over the years in the Australian heat but it was really sentimental for her. And I was saying so 
to keep in mind I am 10 years off becoming a professional organiser, like not even on my radar, just helping a friend move (laughs) without wisdom. And she said, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I think I want to keep it. Oh, but it's melted. So I opened up the cylinder, took it out, broke its head off, (laughs) said maybe you should get rid of it now. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. And that story has solidified our friendship. (laughs) Wow. And we often go back and go, oh, my gosh, like, what was I thinking? How lack of grace was that? How? Like, (laughs) what was 20-year-old Amy thinking? I'm sorry, 20-year-old Amy. Yeah, but at the time she's like, yep, that's right, yep, let's get rid of it. So it wasn't. But looking back on the profession that I've since chosen, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I broke every rule. (laughs) But also looking back as a 39-year-old on a 20-year-old's actions. That's what I was like. Half a lifetime ago. I was like, oh, I have compassion for that, Amy, (laughs) because she knew not what she was doing. Had no idea. And I guess I read the situation. Like my girlfriend thought it was funny and got rid of it and all the things. But all goes to show that different people let things go differently but it's not our responsibility to make people let things go. We, as professional organisers, will never force you to get rid of anything unless something has mould on it, in which case we strongly influence you to get rid of it for your health's health, sake. Health. Correct. Yes. And, yes, so just be assured, all you listeners, that Amy no longer <laughs> rips heads off sentimental dolls. No, I do not, and I never will again. <laughs> Have you got a story at all of times when you've helped someone let go of something and later or helped got rid of something yourself and it's been unorthodox? Hmm. I will give it some thought. Excellent. Come back to that. So I came at this topic with the um, thoughts of different personality types um, because exactly what Amy was saying, that we all come at letting things go differently. And here is one of the frameworks There's many frameworks that you can work through for personalities, but here is one of them, which is based on my fave, the Enneagram. (laughs) Um, I thought about future-orientated people. So Amy is one of these people. I sure am. As I was reading this, so um, Kirst had done a lot of the work on the prep for this episode and I haven't added anything into the prep that we've done, but when I read it, I was like, oh, I can pick which ones we are. Yes. So tell us what it looks like to be a future orientated person in your personality when it comes Mm. to clutter and sentimental items. Mm. Well, I think sentimental items we all know is easier when you're future oriented. Um, But I think what future orientation does for getting rid of anything is your stronger Um, suit in asking questions is will this serve me in the future it's way less about has this been useful in the past way less about that and so much more about can I see myself using this does future Amy want this is this going to become outdated do I have the storage space for this and it's all about what will come Um, I think future orientated if you're not a um, positive person can become fear I think there can be, then it's all the, what if I need it? What if this is not going to be on sale again? And I think that can come in both ways. But from my experience, future orientated means it's easier to get rid of things because I think, well, I'm probably not going to use that again. And the future is wide open. If I do, I'll just buy it again. 
Yeah. I'll find it somewhere else. I'll make do. I'll find a different item. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when I was thinking about future-orientated people, it is that, like, let's think about the future and not so worried about the past. So I can let go of sentimental items in particular because it's done. It's done. I'm already past that. Yeah, my wedding card's uh, gone because my wedding's gone. Like, I'm not interested in my wedding day. I'm interested in the next 30 years of being married. Yeah, but I liked your take on the fear aspect of it, Mm. like if you are future-orientated, like, but what if? Mm. Will Mm. I need it? But what? But, you know, maybe somebody else will need it. So, great. The next one is present-orientated. Do you know anyone like this? Do you think I am? Yeah. Don't you? Did you think you were past-orientated? No. No, good. No, I didn't think you were, but I thought you were present-orientated. Number seven's future-orientated. Okay, go through this. Uh, present orientated people, when I thought about it, I was like, they may not find it hard to let go of items that are related to the past, Mm. but might find it hard to let go of artwork that their kids made today or things that are happening in the present. Um, so yeah, that's what, Mm. that was my initial thoughts. What about you? I had one of my favorite pairs of pants the other day, like fall to shreds. Mm -hmm. I was wearing them on the Saturday. I put them into wash. They came out of the wash on the Sunday and there was like just no pants left cal said to me did you wear these yesterday i was like yes and they didn't have holes from like the bums to the knees yesterday they just fell apart yeah they were probably 10 12 years old but my favorite pair of pants i would imagine that future that present orientated people might find that difficult to get rid of those in that moment because you don't have that replacement pair ready to go yes whereas i was like future orientated great next time i need a pair of black pants i'll just go and buy a pair of black pants because now i don't have a pair so I would imagine that present orientation is you have the replacement ready to go before you get rid of something maybe because you want you don't want to be ever left lacking in the moment. Yep. I like that. Hmm. So you reckon you're future orientated over present? You're allowed to be. We're allowed to be the same on this one thing ever in, <laughs> in our three years no, of well, working together. No, well, I'm still, you know, trying to land on my number for the Enneagram, um, but I am always thinking about the future Mm. you know I'm always dreaming about next holiday I'm always thinking about um so when I'm looking at the Enneagram and that aspect of seven resonates with me because I'm always like in the future in the future in the future and not so worried about today Mm. like you know even stuff that's happening today I'm like after the podcast, after we've recorded, like what's going to happen then? So I am future. Mm. I, I really think that I am future awesome. orientated. Um, and that's probably why I, I, can, I am sent, more sentimental than you, but I'm certainly not the most sentimental person no. that you'll come across. No. So definitely not past orientated. No. So let's talk about past orientated then. Mm, so past orientated are probably the ones that find the sentimental items the hardest um, because they wish that they could hold on to the past experiences or change the negative past experiences. Mm. Um, And so they find, yeah, the past very real. Yeah, I find that our clients that are past-orientated are almost trying to bring the past into the present. So it's not so much that they're, hey, that was a great memory – it's I want that now. Yes. I want to or I use want to that. change because if it is a, 
a negative experience. Like I wish that I could go back in mm. time and change that experience. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. I and and I think that that's the same sentiment. Like you 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 living in the past mm. and pulling it to now. So I think that they can find they on this letting go scale and on this framework and this world view of looking at letting go. Past orientated people um, uh, had the most challenge. Yeah, they've got the most work to do. And I think it's not just physical items, is it? Like <laughs> we talk about head, heart, and home. And if you can look at this in all of those different ways, how do you let go of an old mindset? How do you let go of an old friend that's no longer serving you? How do you let go of a job? How do you let go of emotions? Yeah. It's all future, present, or past will determine your ability to move quickly or slowly through that. Yeah. And, you know, Emotional clutter. I, I I think that a lot of our physical clutter is actually emotional clutter. It's just manifested in the in the physical um, bombshell. Yes. <laughs> so um, exactly right. Like it, it, all of this future, past, present orientation is to do with the emotional. Because and and that's what you know. Owen was asking about this question from an emotional point of view. Um, and I think that a lot of our physical clutter is related to our emotional state of being or um, or we need to let go of a whole lot of emotional clutter so that we can deal with the physical. Mm. And that's how we... <laughs> so good. We find this in our clients' homes all the time. And we, as human beings, I think that we project a lot of our emotions onto our things. Yeah, because they're tangible and emotions yeah. are not. Yes. And it's much easier to remember, it's much easier to reflect when you've got a physical item, but it's not exclusive. And we want to help people learn how to do that independent and necessarily of items. Mm-hmm. So how can people let things go? Be it physical, emotional, mental? How do you let I things I think it go? honestly comes back to our vision setting and then going through the the vision, the declutter, the organise, and then coming back to the intentional. They're like the two. I'm I'm doing hand actions. Mm, like it's always a, helpful on a podcast. <laughs> it's like a scroll where they've like capped capped. That's what I'm trying to think of. The bookends. Way. They're like bookends, but they enclose it all and they give it meaning because once you've set vision and you've decluttered and you've organised and you're intentional, then you, letting go actually is just a matter of filtering everything through that. Because if it gets through the filter, it stays. And if it doesn't get through the filter, let it go, let it go. Mm. You sing it so much better than I I was going to say that was so badly off tune that I would consider asking Jared to get rid of it. But for the sake of authenticity, I'll allow my singing on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Do you live in the hills or the North Shore or Sydney Central? What are some of the other areas in Sydney, Kirst? The Shire, the Inner West, Northern Beaches. So I only found out recently from Curse that you Sydney siders have like zones and areas that you like identify yourselves by. So if you live in any one of those and you need some professional organising services to help in your home, you need to get Kirsty in because she's freaking amazing. So if you want to have Kirsty in to help you declutter, email us at hello at theartofdecluttering.com.au and we're going to put you in touch. Oh, I'd so love that. I would love, love, love to meet more and more listeners and to be able to help you hands-on and get the most out of your house and make you 
able to live in freedom and grace and joy in your home. So call me, contact us, however, find me. I'll find you. I can't find you. <laughs> so send us that email or DM us on Insta or private message us on Facebook. But Kirst is like there. She's ready, Sydney Siders. She's ready to come and transform your home with you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, let's get back to the show. So, what are some in- internal conflicts that come up when? People are wanting to let go of things. I spent good money on it, Kirst. Mm. That dress cost me $150. Only $150. Wow, what a bargain. (laughs) I didn't even wear it to the wedding that I bought it for. Because you bought three others? Because I changed my mind on the day. (laughs) (laughs) That can be a real trip up for people. Just in case you're wondering, I don't have a dress worth $150. (laughs) Probably never have. Probably never will. (laughs) Bargain, Amy. True story. Yeah. What else can people get tripped up on when it comes to letting things go? That people, special people gave it to them or that it does hold precious memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking who was I was talking on the weekend. Somebody asked me about Marie Kondo. Just, just one person? Just one person. <laughs> they were new, um, new business acquaintances and were, like, discovering what I do. So they're like, ah, um, and asked me my opinion of Marie Kondo. And I said um, one thing that um, we do differently to Marie Kondo is uh, because of her Shinto, pra- Shinto practices, she imbues personification mm-hmm. of things. Um, and that's not our beliefs. No. So I was, um, and I was saying that for some people, and probably for past orientated people in particular, that imbuing physical objects with a personification it makes it just so much. Harder. It makes it harder to let yeah. go of it. Yeah. And so I totally understand why Marie Kondo does that, and I totally think that that's really helpful and useful. For some people, I don't think it's particularly helpful or useful for people who are past orientated um, and people who are very sentimental Mm. because when you personify an object, so give it a personhood, 
then that's really it's precious. so hard to get rid of things once you've personified them. Yeah. Um, the personificationing of objects is not necessarily conducive to decluttering. No, it is not. Our, our beliefs are that we should be very grateful for things and grateful for the things that come into our lives. And that, and so in that aspect, I do agree with Marie Kondo that we should be thanking objects, not necessarily personifying them yeah. in that gratefulness. Yeah, um, we're just being grateful and then being realistic and it's time to move it on. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a hula blah. No. Um, just and- my opinion. <laughs> future orientated Amy's opinion. <laughs> so I would like to know how you go when you're in clients' homes and you have to um, – how do you go about recognising that you are very different to your clients and holding that tension between your natural inclination is to push everybody towards a future orientated view of the world? And mine too, like – Amy's nodding her head everybody yeah I am Um, and obviously like most most people this is human nature is to think our way is the best way and that just so happens in this case it actually is (laughs) (laughs) oh my word so how do you how do you live in that tension between honoring the person and their view of the world um, but also seeing that their view of the world is keeping them mm. in stuck in their decluttering process. I think this th- this whole thing can be taken back to the moment that you and I decided we weren't just professional organisers, we were declutter coaches because we coach people. We're not life coaches. In the episode, we're not, but we do. Mm-hmm. We're not life coaches, but, but we, we life coach because what we're doing is not trying to fit everyone into our our framework, our beliefs, any of that, we're sitting with people and what do you want to achieve and how do we help you get there? Yeah. Now, I think one of the biggest keys that you and I use is question asking. We ask a lot of questions in sessions, so many questions, because I think that helps other people understand their own inner motives. Mm -hmm. And it's not me saying, I don't keep any of that, you shouldn't keep any of that. It's asking questions, sharing experience. I think sharing options is really important. So, for instance, the wedding cards, just, you know, why have you kept them? Do you want to keep them? What's in there that's so special? And then offering an option. I I don't have my wedding cards. Do you think I don't value my marriage because I don't have my wedding cards? No? Okay. Well, then it just helps people come to those realisations. So we ask a lot of questions, but we also coach it's really about what our clients want to achieve and how do we help them get there. Yeah, and that's why, like you said, it comes back to setting vision and being intentional. So um, what what are some of the – professional uh, – doing decluttering is a real internal journey. It is so um, – It's it takes – work mm. to really uncover what's really going on If you want to do the deep you. work. Yeah. If you just want to do a, a, a surface level declutter, you can do that on a Saturday afternoon, not having given it thought. But if you want to do the deep dive and if you want to change your lifestyle and become intentional and get that freedom, yeah. it does actually require mindset work. Yeah. And if you're getting stuck on letting things go, mm-hmm. then that's when that 
that's where the deep work comes in because it's actually trying to figure out what's going on for you. Like, why is this challenging for you? And why asking all those why questions, like, okay, so this is sentimental. Why is it sentimental? Mm. Okay, you've told us why. So why, yes, it's sentimental. And so you and you, your, grand, your grandfather gave it to you and you really miss your grandfather. Okay, what else have you got from your grandfather? Okay, and what memories do you have of your grandfather? What photos do you have of your grandfather? And trying to think of other ways that, and like as you said, so giving suggestions on other ways that we can honour that memory of the grandfather without keeping a melted doll. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to let me live that down. Or I did question whether I should your share head it. Off. But no, in the, I, it's, you know, that's, we're all about sharing our good strengths and our character flaws over time. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't. I wasn't having a go at you. I was talking about like that is an object that her grandfather may have given her, and that's why it was sentimental to her. I don't know. You know the story really, but um, yeah, and digging into. Cause, and that, like Amy said, that's what we do in every question. We're like, every session, we're like two-year-olds, but why? Mm-hmm. But why? But why? I love but it why? when we get to know clients so well that we know their responses to things. Mm-hmm. Someone said to me the other day, she said, I feel like we're really vibing. And I was like, yeah, because I'm getting to know you and I know what your values are. I know your intention. I know your vision. And I'm able to help make decisions as if I were you. Mm. It's It's awesome. Kirst, Amy, how do you think it goes? You know how we take people's donations away for them? Do you think that that always helps people let it go? Or do you think that there's time when the physical act of taking things to the op shop is really important? Do you think that that plays a role in all of this that we're talking about? I think think that for some people that it could definitely help. Um for them to take their objects themselves but I would also maybe flip that and say okay the re the the release of letting things go at an op shop can actually be done here at the car Mm. when I'm taking the stuff it's the act of handing it over it's the release then great I like that so um my concern with leaving stuff so let's go back to why we take donations for people Mm. because that will help people understand why we do it one of the biggest reasons that we do it is there's many reasons we'll talk about them but the biggest reason that we take things away for you is because you've already made that decision you've already you've done the deep work or the easy work to make those decisions and so you are already in a place to let things go so we just make it easy for you and let and take it for you yeah we're trying to also reduce that mental load yeah of you having just one more thing to do there's something really amazing about finishing up a session with one of us and it's done there's not like all this and now i need to go to the op shop and now i need to do this it's done it's all gone decisions are made clean slate it's a really lovely ending yes. to a session. Yes. And um, one of the um, challenging things about not having things taken away from you is your temptation to go back mm. and or other question. Yeah, and question the decision that you've made in 
wisdom mm-hmm. with us. It's not like we don't let you make harsh, rash, harsh decisions. Like, and when we see you doing that, we rein you in, baby. Yeah, we call it out on you. Like, we go, dude, <laughs> slow down. Yep. Yep, I know you, and and it's usually when you're hungry or tired <laughs> and you need to stop and have a coffee or a cup of tea or just have a, a snack, um, hungry, yeah, hunger, it, and you're like, I just need this. And actually what's really going on in those situations is you're overwhelmed with your emotions. The majority of the time when people hit that point where they're like, burn it all, <laughs> take it all, I don't want any of it, or I can't, it's because... There's been so many decisions and so much emotion coming up for you. So um, that's when we tell you to take a deep breath. We're here to help you to make some really wise decisions. And so, and that's one of the reasons that we take them for you because you've already made those decisions. No decision that you make with us, we don't let you make rash, unthoughtful decisions. Um, we check you. When we see that happening, hmm. we check you. Yeah. One of the things that I have found helpful over the years, and this is something that people can do at home on their own, is if there's like that tension of, oh, I think I want to get rid of it, I'm not really sure, is I'll sometimes say, take your hands off it, give it to me. Because even letting go of it and letting someone else hold it gives you that little bit of space between the object. Okay, how is it feeling now to make that decision now I'm holding it? Oh, I still don't know. Put it in the donation bag. How does it feel now it's in there? And sometimes there's that immediate, yep, let it go. And other times, quick, quick, get it out, get it out. Yes. And I find sometimes that can be really helpful is to make a decision. It's like when you flick the coin, Yes. then you ultimately know which one you want it to land yes. on. I find that that's really helpful with items is, I'm going to put it in the donation bag. How do I feel? Uh, okay, we can pull it back out. It's, it's no harm done. Uh, and I think um, that goes also to one of my issues and one of our issues with Marie Kondo's form of decluttering is that she requires you to touch everything and mm-hmm. I think that touching and look don't get me wrong we want you to have a look at everything in your house but we don't you don't necessarily have to touch everything because the act of touch we're physical beings yep. we're created to touch and we're created to get connection through touch so if you touch an object you're more likely to be connected to it. Way more likely to keep it. Yes. So um, that's a great example of how to let go of things and how to process your emotions is to get other people to touch it for you. You're awesome. Amy. Let it go. Let it go. So have you had... Don't uh, hold it back anymore. Good job. Stop now. (laughs) Jared's giving me stink eye through the uh, through the cameras. <laughs> I didn't say I was a singer. I just said I was going to sing. Two very different things there. Okay, what about processing those emotions afterwards? After the things have gone? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do you think? I find this a hard one. Yeah. Why do you find it hard? Oh, Wow. She's laughing so hard, friends, that she's snorting on her mic. Would you share with us, Kes? No. No, no, no. <laughs> you can read my mind. Some <laughs> listeners might be able to read my mind, but they don't actually need to voice that. I find it hard. <laughs> See, I've lost there. 
I've abs- she's been up since 4.30 this morning. I've lost her. I find it hard because I feel like there's closure and I am so future-oriented that once I've made a decision, I very rarely question myself. <laughs> Make the decision, move on. Next decision, move on. Next decision, move on. And so I find it difficult to understand um, when people might send you a text and go, did we get rid of blah, blah, blah? And it's only happened so few amount of times in both of our careers mm. that it it's not a reason to not take things away. It's maybe happened two or three times in our combined 13 years experience. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I do ask people, so Friday I was with a client and I'd been with her the Friday before and she said, I can't believe how much my study has changed. Like it, it's unbelievable how much we got rid of because we filled the car twice, both Fridays. And I said to her, can you remember one thing we got rid of? She's like, um, um, I was like, how, like we emptied a whole room of your house to the op shop. She couldn't remember one item. So I think if you are someone who is feeling like, oh, my gosh, it's all gone, try and think specifically, like, what actually are you missing? Or do you just feel a bit naked? Or does the room sound a bit echoey? Or you've had comfort from your stuff for so long that all of a sudden you feel insecure. Mm. Rather or, than all those emotions have come up and exactly. you're not sure how to process mm. those yep. emotions. Just cool cursed. Oh. <laughs> Yes, you can call me, but you can also call Amy. She is very compassionate. She's just future orientated. So future orientated. <laughs> um, I think um, just before we go there, uh, I wanted to encourage people to go and listen to the judgment episode because uh, we talk about other people's judgment, but we also talk about our own judgment of ourselves. And I think in this aspect of letting things go and learning to process your emotions that come up and process why it is that you're so resistant to letting something go, um, that some of that can be our own expectations of how we would adult when we finally got there. Yeah, I really like that. And it, But it, sometimes it can be other people's judgments mm. on us. So it's an excellent episode to go back to. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Yep. One of my favourites, actually. I think it was – I think I was – we were vibing. That was such a good episode. That day. Almost as good as this one. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to get to the point, Kirst, where we have so many iTunes reviews, we have to read two every episode. Oh, that would be cool. So, listeners, your job is to get onto iTunes and leave us a review that helps us to um, get trending and get other people helping to find our podcast. It encourages us. It encourages others. So, please, today, can your job be to go and leave us a review? Five-star review. Even better. <laughs> and... If you haven't already joined our Facebook community, we would love to talk to you over there. Come in and do hashtag let it go or hashtag podcast. Just come and chat to us about this episode. Um, You'll see social media posts about it anyway. But, um, yeah, the podcast, our Facebook community, it's called the Art of Decluttering Community, is a beautiful, beautiful place to come and hang out with us and share your wisdom of how you've let things go um, and encourage others who are learning to let things go as well. We'll see you over there during the week. Yeah, and we hope you have a beautiful week. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app. 
or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.